Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's program, we're going to try to measure time, travel east, Here's some songs about Clover and Anis Platerinkos, and go tenting, in that order. Now, just how long is a while? Minutes? Hours? Days? How about a little while? Is that half of a while? And is quite a while twice as long as a while? I wonder if any of the following songs will give a clue. Here's Richard Himber and his Ritz-Carlton Hotel Orchestra. I met a certain lovely someone, but it's the funniest thing. While that certain someone is happy, active, clever, and attractive every once in a while, I get a longing for you. Listen, honey, I'd be so happy if you had that longing too.
sun come out and shine when I was yours and you were mine just a little while. Just a little while, the moment passed, and soon my heart was beating fast about a love I knew would last just a little while. Now that we're apart, guess I'd better start patching up my heart with a smile. But I never knew that happy day a broken heart would have to pay for dreams of love that came to stay just a little while.
Ben Selvin and his orchestra, with Ben not only leading the 10-piece band, but playing violin and providing the vocal on Every Little While. Fred Steele wrote the words and Billy Haney the music. That was from the Brunswick release, but a different take from the same February 1st, 1927 session was issued on the Vocalion label as by the Kensington Serenaders. Before that, Nat Shulkert and the Victor Orchestra as the Troubadours with Frank Munn taking the vocal honors on Irving Berlin's Just a Little While. That recording was made September 16, 1930 in Victor's Studio 2 at 155 East 24th Street in New York. We started the show with Richard Himber and his Ritz-Carlton Hotel Orchestra and Every Once in a While. Every Once in a While was composed by Ray Henderson and the Mort Dixon lyrics were sung there by Stuart Allen. That record was made in the same studio, too, as Just a Little While, but a few years later, on April 6, 1936. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Last week, we had a segment about Virginians and Virginia. One of the records I was going to play but didn't have time for is going to start off this segment. Now, you've all heard the phrase, Go West, young man, go west, often credited to newspaper editor Horace Greeley, but it was actually first used by John Basbone Lane's soul in the Terre Haute Express in 1851. It doesn't matter anyway, because we're not going west, but in the opposite direction, east. Here's Buell Kazee. Oh, 
Miller B. In some dark harbor where the sun refused to shine. As for you to be some other man's woman, never on earth to call you mine.
That was Junie Cobb's hometown band with Johnny Dodds joining Junie on clarinet and East Coast Trot. East Coast Trot was written by Lethair Stevens, better known as Vol, and Jimmy Blythe, who played piano in the band. And you heard Eustern Woodfork on banjo. Before Junie Cobb, we heard Paul Specht in his orchestra with a fun arrangement of Walter Donaldson's tune, Away Down East in Maine, from a Columbia 78, made November 18, 1922. Away Down East in Maine was a popular song, also recorded for Columbia by Van and Skank, Miss Patricola for Victor, and Eileen Stanley with Vincent Lopez on the OK label, all within a month of each other. The five-piece country music ensemble the East Texas Serenaders was formed in Lindale, Texas in 1927, and originally consisted of frontman Daniel Huggins-Williams, a left-handed fiddler, John Munnerlin on banjo, guitarist Clote Hammond, a second unidentified guitarist, and Henry Bogan on cello, of all instruments, and a three-string cello at that. Uh, and by the way, folks down in East Texas pronounced it cello. I don't know if they still do. Despite not being full-time musicians and having other jobs, the group managed to perform regionally and quickly became popular enough to land a contract with Columbia in 1927, where they made two sides. Over the next couple of years, they recorded 14 sides for Brunswick and their final recording session for DECA on February 20, 1937, resulted in 10 issued sides, including the one we heard, East Texas Drag. We started the set in East Virginia with East Virginia, recorded April 20, 1927 by country and folk singer Buell Kazee. Buell Kazee was born August 29, 1900 in McGoffin County, Kentucky. He played banjo publicly as a child and studied English, Greek, and Latin at Georgetown College, a private Baptist school in Kentucky. Somehow he came to the attention of Brunswick in 1927 and recorded 51 sides over the next two years, several accompanied by Carson Robison. With the Depression, he left the music business and became a pastor in Moorhead, Kentucky, although he did have a brief comeback during the 1960s folk music boom. Buell Kazee died August 1, 1976. I mentioned last Sunday that I was in Virginia, but I didn't say exactly where in Virginia. Well, I was exactly in Clover, Virginia, a small town. How small is it? Well, population 438 in the south-central part of the state. Clover, Virginia is home to Astro Camp Virginia and Camp Motorsport, which is why I was there. And by now, you've probably figured out that this segment is going to be all about Clover. Here's Sleepy Hall and his collegians.
skies are blue. Life's just wonderful when you're two. Living in clover, thrilling all over with love. It's the season for love, I guess. We have a reason for happiness. Living in clover, thrilling all over with love. You're the one I've had my eye on ever since the day I fell. Honestly, it's not a try on. You know me too well. Pack your luggage and trust to me. We'll raise Cain and a family. Living in clover, thrilling all over with love.
Jack and the Robin, hear the neigh of Jenny and Dobbin, talking it over under the clover moon. Hear the duck, the goose, and the gander, as along the lane they meander, talking it over under the clover moon. Birds and bees in the trees, singing love melodies, even gray December feels like June. Dear old daddy and mother Acting more like sister and brother Talking it over under the clover moon Melody Man, a pseudonym for Harry Hudson's band with Chick Endor vocalizing on Under a Clover Moon, written by Al Bryan and Gene Schwartz. I wasn't under a clover moon while there, but it gets very dark in clover and the Milky Way is very plainly visible and is quite an extraordinary sight. That Edison Bell Winner 78 was made around October 6, 1927, but it would be more than a year later before Harry Hudson had records issued under his own name. Before Harry Hudson, it was the Louisiana Rhythm Kings, Red Nichols, Miff Moland Company, with I'm Walking Through Clover. Yeah, that was Benny Goodman on clarinet and Arthur Shutt on piano on that April 23, 1929, Vocalion 78. I'm Walking Through Clover was written by Cliff Friend and Lou Pollock. We began that clover set with Living in Clover, which would be a nice place to live, actually. That was Sleepy Hall and his collegians on an August 11, 1932 Melotone 78. Singing the Holt Marvell words to George Posford's tune was Smith Ballou. Living in Clover is from the British picture Magic Night, starring Jack Buchanan and Anna Nagel, the original title of which was Goodnight Vienna, and also featured the Posford song Goodnight Vienna. There was, of course, no such person as Sleepy Hall. It was a pseudonym for Brunswick's house band recordings issued on Melatone. Many titles of the era had titles shown in Spanish beneath the main title on the label. The Spanish word for clover is trebol, but this record shows the Spanish title not as viviendo en trebol, but viviendo en silencio, which means living in silence. I don't know. I do know that I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. 
This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7 on demand anytime at all online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. I have my wife Rita to thank for the inspiration for this next segment topic because she recently texted me a picture of a duck with a rather evil look on its face and the caption, Anatidophobia, the fear that somewhere, somehow, a duck is watching you. A phobia is a strong irrational fear of something that poses little or no actual danger. There are lots of specific phobias, such as acrophobia, agoraphobia, or claustrophobia, which have diagnostic codes in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, but anatidophobia is not one of them. The term was coined by Gary Larson in one of his Far Side cartoons. Now, anxiety disorders are very real and can be serious, so I'm not disparaging those with such afflictions. But you have nothing whatsoever to fear from this set of rapidly rotating records about ducks, beginning with the Casaloma Orchestra.
million ways to say I love you. Everyone has his way. Here's the way I say I love you. Don't you think it's okay? Does a duck like water? Yes, sir. Does a rose like dew? Ah, ah. Can a whistle whistle? Can a thistle thistle? And why love you? Does a bee like honey? Yeah, man. Does a cow go moo? Ah, ah. Can a raindrop patter? Can a window shadow? And do I love you? The answer is yes, yes. A thousand times yes. And while I confess, please let me impress. Does a cat like cat if sure enough? Does a wind go woo? Ah, ah. Can a whistle whistle? Can a thistle thistle? And do I love you? Does a duck like water? Yes, sir. One and one make two. Ah, ah. Does a wave keep rolling? Does a bell keep tolling? And do I love you? Does a wife spend money? Yeah, man. Does a rent come due? <laughs> Does a frog keep croaking? Does a wag keep joking? And do I love you? The answer is yes, yes. A thousand times yes. And while I confess, Please let me impress. Does the child like Christmas? Sure enough, do the lovebirds coo? Ah, ah, is the fall day shorter? Does the duck like water? And do I love you?
The last time I played the Ducks Quack was in January of 2012. Remember? That's right, by Kaplan's Melodists, with Gilbert Gerard doing the animal imitations. Well, this time we heard it by Frank Westfall's orchestra, recorded by Columbia a couple of weeks before the Edison record, on May 29, 1923. The Duck's Quack was written by Hannibal McGuire, who also brought us If I Feel Tomorrow Like I Do Today. Well, not really. Hannibal McGuire was a pseudonym for Spencer Williams. Before Frank Westfall, it was Vincent Lopez and his orchestra with the musical question, Does a Duck Like Water? That ARC recording issued on their perfect label was made October 29, 1926. The vocalist was Johnny Morris, and composer credit for Does a Duck Like Water goes to Alexander Meister, Johnny Morris, Bernardo Fazioli, and Vincent Lopez. We started the set with the Casaloma Orchestra, December 19, 1932, and The Dance of the Lame Duck. The Dance of the Lame Duck was written by Gene Gifford, who played banjo and guitar in the group, and was its principal arranger. Gifford also wrote a number of other tunes in the 30s, including Smoke Rings, In the Valley of Yesterday, and Out of Space. My friend and colleague Andy has a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and because he's been traveling a lot lately, wanted to spend some quality time with her before leaving on his next business trip. He mentioned the possibility of going on a camping trip with her, just out in the backyard, but complete with setting up and sleeping in a tent. That sounds like a lot of fun, and I thought, well, there's an idea for a segment topic. Tenting. And darned if I didn't find some rapidly rotating records about just that subject. Here's the Haydn Quartet. We're tenting tonight on the old campground. Give us a song to cheer. Our weary heart, a song of home and friends we love so dear. Many are the hearts that are weary tonight, wishing for the water's peace. Many are the hearts looking for the right to see the dawn of peace. Ending tonight, ending tonight, Ending on the old campground, ending tonight, ending tonight, ending on the old campground. We've been tempting tonight on the old campground, thinking of days gone by. Of the loved ones at home who pressed our hands on the tear that said goodbye. Many are the hearts that are weary tonight, waiting for the mortal peace. Many are the hearts looking for the right to see the dawn of peace. Ending tonight. Pending tonight, pending on the old campground. Pending tonight, pending tonight, pending on the old campground. Ah! 
snowing and the winds are blowing, tell me where am I gonna be? Why, doggone, bless my soul, ten down in Tennessee. When the world starts freezing and the folks start sneezing, here's a bird you never will see. No, I'll be, yes sir, ten down in Tennessee. There in a hammock, swinging neath the pines, I'll throw a kiss to each little star that shines. When the landlord's calling and the coal pile's falling, there is nothing worrying me. Cause, doggone, bless my soul, I'll be tent down in Tennessee. We started off this tenting set with the Haydn Quartet from all the way back on April 5th, 1909, and Tenting on the Old Campground, written by Walter C. Kettridge in 1863. Not exactly a toe-tapping song about recreational tent camping. Tenting on the Old Campground was a popular song among both Union and Confederate Army soldiers during the Civil War. Officers often forbade soldiers singing it at night for fear of giving away their positions. Walter Kettridge was a professional singer from New Hampshire and wrote the song after being drafted into the Union Army, but he didn't serve on the battlefield after all, since he was rejected on medical grounds. Tenting on the old campground was followed by Dan Russo and Ted Fiorito's Oriole Orchestra, who were in a tent on April 24, 1923. In a Tent was written by Ted Kohler... Frank Magine and Joe Lyons, and has a very odd start to it, if you noticed. We finished up with a fun song, Tenting Down in Tennessee. I'm sorry, Tenton Down in Tennessee. That was Ben Selvin and his orchestra, with Ben himself once again providing the vocal on that Vocalion 78, number 15258, waxed January 30th, 1926. Tenton Down in Tennessee was written by Harry M. Woods and Richard Howard, and was very popular, recorded that same year by Nathan Glantz, Sam Lannon, Paul Whiteman, Mike Speciali, the Pennsylvania Syncopators, and the Revelers, whose recording I would dearly love to hear, but apparently it was never issued. Oh, Craig Phillips, is the Revelers sheet music of Tenton down in Tennessee in your collection? If so, please consider this a request to have your group record it. And Andy and Nova, I hope you had a lovely time tenting in the backyard. Hmm, there might be a song there. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. 
I hope you'll tune in or click in again next week. And as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. Thank you.